Joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer Podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. Podcast, and I'm really grateful that you're with me today. I call you friend. I know that's weird. We might not know each other, but you are my friend. I consider you someone so important to me. I, I will tell you, it's a wild thing to me that that you are listening to this, that you would choose to invite me into your day. I love listening to podcasts. I listen to them while I'm getting ready in the shower, while I'm sweeping the floor many times a day, while I'm driving, uh, cooking, cleaning, and just hanging out. I love a podcast. And and the people that I listen to, I consider friends. And, and so you, I want you to know right now that I consider you a friend. You hold a special place in my heart. And uh, you know, friendship is a really important thing. It's something that, well, everybody experiences. You might have really great experiences with friendship. And if you're anything, well, maybe if you're human <laughs> and anything like me, you also might have some very difficult experiences with friendship. And we're going to talk about that because friendship is, is the thing that we're focusing on this month. The March 12-month Joybringer Challenge, the, the March challenge is to take a risk reach out, connect with someone new, make a new friend, and reconnect with an old one. You know, I'm an only child. Uh, I've probably talked about that before on this podcast. And um, because of that, I, I think because of that, I have always had this great, deep longing in my life for that one friend, for my person. Maybe that's something that uh, you've experienced. Maybe it's because I didn't have a sibling, right? I didn't have a sibling, so I longed for like my person. That's not to assume that all siblings are lifelong best friends, but you kind of have somebody built in, you know? And I've always wanted that. And so I think that deep longing in my life has affected my friendships and my early friendships, um, I, I would just jump right in. I, th I think we do that a lot, right? Like you meet someone and you're like, you're my best friend and and you're my best friend. And suddenly you have many best friends. In middle school, I had many of those B-Fry street ends necklaces. So if you've never experienced that, it's like a heart and it's broken in half. And on that heart is written best friend. And each person in the friendship gets one half of the heart. And I had many. <laughs> in fact, I had one time where um, the person like took back their side of the friendship necklace and gave it to someone else. And that just sucked. And there are many experiences like that in my life that are that are hard and disappointing. And I also have some beautiful friendship experiences in my life. And I'm going to talk more about that this month. In fact, I've invited a couple of my friends to join me to talk about friendship. But today I really want to talk about friendship with God, because the idea of friendship with God and, and the experience of friendship with God has radically changed my life and affected the friendships in my life. You see, it all started when the Lord invited me to connect with him as best friend, Jesus. You know, God can be anything to us. He can be everything to us. And 
I think that the Lord invites us to connect with him on different levels throughout our lives. I had come from a season in my life where I connected with the Lord, and I'm warning you now, this might be offensive or surprising to you, and and that's okay. I, I connected with Jesus as my big, sexy husband, Jesus. That's very unconventional, I understand. I don't mean that with irreverence, but I had come out of a marriage that was um, really difficult. I was not valued or honored as a woman, as a bride, as a wife. And the Lord wanted to teach me what it was like to be treasured, to be valued as, as a bride. And and so I, I referred to the Lord as my big, sexy husband, Jesus. Again, I understand that might be weird or offensive, but God is far outside of our box and can be whatever he wants to be in our life. And that connection with the Lord had really radically shifted how I felt about myself as a woman, um, what I looked for. And and when I met my husband, uh, I, I felt honored and valued the way Jesus had showed me. Uh, I was worthy of love. And for a while, I referred to Jesus that way. And then it was time. It was time to shift that. And And Jesus said, I want you to connect with me and consider me best friend Jesus. And that that was interesting. I was like, huh, okay. I don't, I don't quite know what that means. I mean, I guess, you know, I I trust you, Jesus. I I I like you, right? Like, have you ever really thought about we we're told to receive the love of God, to to love God in return, but have you ever thought about liking God, liking Jesus, wanting to spend time with the Lord like we would want to spend time with a friend? Well, that's the invitation that I felt from Jesus. I wasn't quite sure how to go about this. So I was led to scripture. And one of my favorite sections of scripture is chapter uh, 14 through 17 in the book of John. It's a really beautiful, dense, intimate look at Jesus and his relationship with his disciples. And he shares with them a lot of information. And in John 15, verse 9 through 15, this is a good chunk. I'm going to read it to you. Um, we learn a lot more about how Jesus views us and his desire for friendship with us. It starts, it says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay one's life down for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Again, what is that command? To love one another. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. Jesus says it starts with love, receiving his love, being loved by him, and learning how to love in return. And love leads to friendship. I, I love this concept, right? That, that love and friendship are so um, intimately connected. So we come out, we've just come out of February. The Joybringer challenge for February was forgiveness. The Lord cares deeply about the state of our heart. And he 
invites us to go on a journey to heal the, the bitterness, anger, and resentment in our hearts that keeps us from receiving love from him and from loving others well. So we're on that journey to forgive. And as we receive love and want to love others well, that turns into this beautiful friendship, the friendships that we're able to foster in our lives in a healthy way. And, and in this verse, it says, remain, like receive, stay with. There's these intimate like invitations, right? Jesus says, I have told you these things. I've told you, I've confided in you. The, the confidant, that, that role of a friend in our lives. Um, one of the invitations during this time, you know, I, I am a very um, trans transparent person. I, I share a lot of myself with people. I'm, I'm very open. I'm, I'm vulnerable. I will readily tell you a lot about my life as you have probably experienced. And during this season, the Lord invited me into a spiritual discipline that I'd never heard of before. My husband and I were in seminary and, and, and learning a lot about the spiritual disciplines. And, and one of them was intriguing to me it was the spiritual discipline of secrecy. At first, I thought that was bad. I'm like, secrets are bad. <laughs> like, what do you mean secrecy, Lord? You wouldn't be calling me to secrecy. But as I learned more about this spiritual discipline, the idea is, you know, because I tend to be some, someone that tells everybody everything, the Lord said, but am I not enough? Do you have to tell everyone or is it okay to just trust me with that thought, to trust me with that idea or dream, to trust me with that struggle, to trust me with your innermost longing? Jesus is the most trustworthy friend in our lives, and he longs to be our confidant. He longs for us to share ourselves with him. And the cool thing is, in return, he shares himself with us if we spend time with him, if we long to know him in that way. Have you ever shared something with a friend uh, and their reaction just wasn't really satisfactory? <laughs> you know, you're like, hey, guess what? And they're like, oh yeah, okay. Or gosh, I'm so mad about this. And they didn't really meet you in that energy. That's actually, um, there's a scripture verse about that, which is kind of wild. But the the issue, the thing that, that you can know about sharing your innermost with Jesus is that he cares deeply. He meets you in that energy. He meets you in that passion. He is so all in that you don't have to worry. He's not distracted by his phone. He's not distracted by the dogs in the other room, which if you've heard, uh, this episode is sponsored by my three annoying dogs who rule our whole life. But, you know, Jesus is never distracted as a friend. Jesus is present and interested and available. Friendship with the Lord looks like sharing with him in intimacy. And, and as I begin to do this, as I begin to receive from the Lord, you know what I noticed? Friendship with God is fun. Jesus is fun. The Lord wants to go on adventure. The Lord wants to hang out and chill. The Lord wants to cook with you. He wants to have road trips with you. The Lord wants to, you know, look through your closet with you and, and find fun outfits. The Lord wants to, you know, to go to that concert with you. God wants to be included in your everyday life because he loves you and he wants to spend time with you. 
So as I started practicing this and really leaning into best friend Jesus, you know what I noticed? I became a better friend. That longing for a friend and, and honestly, the constant disappointment, the jealousy that my best friend had another best friend or that, that the person that I thought was my ride or die till death do us part, well, once I left that job or moved to a different location and that friendship fizzled or, or just changed dramatically, I was so heartbroken and so wounded. Well, when I began to be filled with the Lord, the need, the desperation for some friendship to fill that went away. And it changed me. And I really mean that. And so I'm, I'm hoping that you will take this, this journey with me, that, that you would trust the Lord to reveal himself as friend to you that it comes from a place of love, that it comes from a, a longing to be with you. When we connect with Jesus as friend, it, it, it removes the barrier of religion and, and we get to be in relationship. I, uh, I'm so grateful for the friends that the Lord has brought me, the new ones, the old ones, um, the ones I don't even see or hear from much anymore, but I can I can honor them and the distance between us now because i'm 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 filled. I'm not desperate anymore, but but I tell you, we live in a world where loneliness has become an actual epidemic, where many governments around the world, including the u s now, have government positions to deal with loneliness. And the more connected we get, the more digitally connected and, and the connections that can be instant, the more opportunities we have for that, the more lonely we feel. Loneliness is not actually about how many people we are surrounded with. You can be in a room full of hundreds of people and feel isolated and alone. Loneliness is about the quality of connection. And it starts with knowing that there's somebody with us right now who offers the most quality of connection and relationship, Jesus. You know, you are loved. You are loved so greatly. And maybe you haven't received that love yet. It's available for you. You are loved and known by God. He wants you to receive that. And he wants you to Connect with him. Let him spend time with you. Share with the Lord your real life. Because I think sometimes we get caught up in, in ritual and, and isolate, you know, our relationship with the Lord to maybe our church experience 1.7 times a month. Or maybe if we read the Bible, that's great. But what about the rest of the day? Maybe God could be a part of your every minute. By really realizing that he's present. Best friend Jesus is with you right now. I am. Um, I'm really grateful for you. I'm really grateful that we have connection and time together. I, I would love to be more connected with you. I would love to hear from you. Um, you can connect with me. There's a link in the show notes. But I want to challenge you this month to reach out and connect with someone else. Pop your head over the cubicle to the person sitting next to you and ask them to go on a walk with you on a 15-minute break. 
maybe invite the the parent that's standing with you on the soccer field when it's, you know, freezing outside and your little kid at 7 a.m. is running around the soccer field. Hey, do you want to go grab coffee after this? Maybe you have a neighbor across the street that you see mowing their lawn all the time, but you've never really talked to them. Maybe the Lord has highlighting someone right now that you could take a risk and just invite them to connect. I own a coffee shop, and one of my favorite things is just meeting new people every single day and jumping on the chance. If, if there's just a spark or a connection or, hey, what do you do? Oh, wow, that's fascinating. Do you want to sit down and have a cup of coffee or tea and let's chat? I love the gift of people, the gift of people in my life. And I want to foster that well. So I'm challenging you, take a risk, make a connection with someone new, make a new friend. They don't have to be a lifelong friend, but they may be your next, your next soul friend. And here's the other thing. You may be a long, desperate prayer. You might be an answer to someone's prayer that says, God, I'm so lonely. I feel unseen. If I could just make a friend, your invitation for a quick walk or a coffee or, you know, um, a play date, that might be the catalyst to change someone's life or answer someone's prayer. And I'm sure it would be a blessing to you too. Take a risk, make a bold connection, make an invitation to spend some time with someone, make a new friend, and take a moment to reconnect with an old one. You could use the uh, Joybringer Challenge for the month of January to send someone a handwritten note or a birthday card. I've got some birthday cards that I'm going to address in just a minute because I've looked ahead to the month of March and I'm intentional about sending birthday cards or, or notes of encouragement. And that might be a great way to reconnect with a friend. God cares about your friendships. He's placed them in your life he has great intention to bless you if you've longed for a friend. Start with King Jesus. Start with best friend Jesus. He will fulfill this need in your life. I understand that need, and he will meet that need. And in that meeting of a need will help you to become a better friend. I, um, I recognized that in my desperation for friendship— I would often go overboard. Not that generosity in a friendship is bad, but in my earnest, you know, desire to be a great friend and to earn your friendship, I probably spent too much money, bought gifts, was way too available. You know what I mean? Like just, oh, I can do it. I can help you. I'm happy to do it. Not necessarily from a place of overflow, but from a place of desperation. And now I don't mean to boast I'm not trying to, but I will tell you, I think, and I'm pretty sure it's been affirmed, I'm a good friend because I'm a healthy friend. I'm a friend who comes with no uh, strings attached. I'm a friend who gives out of an overflow. I'm a friend who um, is committed and loving, thoughtful, <laughs> um, honest. We're going to talk about that this month with my new friends and my old friends. The intricacies of a friendship, the difficulties, you know, and also um, how to end a friendship well. All of these things are coming up this month, but I want to thank you again, friend. 
You are my friend. I'm grateful for you. Um, it chokes me up a little to think that I would be given some space in your life. That's, that's really important to me. I don't take it lightly. And I thank you. Thank you for letting me share in your day. May you be richly blessed. May you experience best friend Jesus in a tangible, beautiful way. And I bless you to take a risk to make a new friend, reconnect with an old one. I love you. I'm grateful for you, friend. Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book, The Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. And hey, I love you. <laughs>